You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. I'm happy to be back, been MIA for a minute, Um, but let's jump right into our grateful moment. I'm going to start with Evan. What are you grateful for this week? Grateful that uh, this week, uh, last week, I'm moving to a new house. So grateful for the opportunity to do that during these economic times and grateful that I'm almost finished at the University of North Carolina in Charlotte. Awesome. And tell us when like the official day will be again. I know it's coming up shortly. April 6th is the defense day. Um, and I'm actually this morning, I was up working on my presentation before I hopped on the pod. Oh, okay. Awesome. So in, in a couple of weeks, listeners, you're going to have a, a whole doctor on this show. So we're really excited. All right, Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, fans around the world. We appreciate you. We thank you. I am grateful for Dion being back. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be only sweeter if Kelvin come back on, but I think Kelvin is hiding. He's hiding because he knows that the end of that, the end of the day, that the 76ers will be knocked off. So I'm help, ha- happy that Dion's back, healthy family, and everyone's doing well. So that's what I'm thankful for. Awesome. Awesome. And Al, who is um, stepping in for Kelvin today, what are you grateful for this week? I am grateful for being able to get another year around the sun. My birthday was on Thursday, so another year older. So I'm grateful for that. Wait, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? Okay. Al, happy birthday. I usually don't miss the guy's birthdays, but this week, I think I was living under a rock. So I hope you had a wonderful birthday. Wishing you many, many more. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I am grateful for just being back on the show. Uh, my schedule, <laughs> my schedule has been so crazy the last couple of weeks. And I think it's going to be tight the next few weeks, but always making sure I check back in with home base with my guys always makes me happy. So happy to be back on the podcast this morning and really excited for this show. So we're going to go ahead and get started and we're going to start the show with Devin Booker. Now our listeners that have been tracking us now for two years know that ever so often we have a discussion about Devin Booker. He might be the most overlooked man in NBA history. He can't make an all-star team. Um, he puts up crazy numbers, does great things for his team, and he, he flies under the radar. And so my question to the guys, do you think he is being overlooked once again um as a potential MVP candidate this season I would say so um because when you look at how this year has has gone about you have players take unexpected leaps I mean we still have the same players from last year you still got Giannis in the conversation uh Joel Embiid now uh Nikola Jokic who's the defending MVP DeMar DeRozan has gone crazy, although the Bulls are kind of on 
sliding down a little bit, but the ex the unexpected rise of John Morant. So it's kind of hard to just say, oh, Devin Booker should be an MVP. However, his team is the best team <laughs> in the league, like as a unit. On top of that, you got the great Chris Paul, and then you have Devin Booker who's leading the charge. And even when Devin Booker was out, they were still doing fine. And even when Devin Booker was out, he was still doing fine. So it's, I just feel like people are just diminishing what he's done as a player. And even when you have a great player like CP3 come over, it's not like Devin Booker took the back seat. People forget when Chris Paul was out for those few games and the playoffs, Devin Booker dropped like 40, like twice. So I do feel like he's being overlooked. Um, Isaiah Thomas did give him the 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 stamp of he should be in the conversation. And Devin Booker said he meets the criteria. It's just a matter of we don't really know what's the qualifications for MVP because they actually change every year. And I feel like that's a conversation that the NBA voters need to actually have a conversation about. Should he win? The question is consideration. And I say, I have to agree. To me, MVP should not only have individually affect the game, but affect their team winning percentage. Yes, Joker is averaging this season 26-13, a double-double literally, and seven assists. But his team is what? Fifth. To me, Joel is what? Joel's averaging a cool 29-11 and four assists. And his team, as of today, is number one. Now, Devin having 26, 5, and 5, which is actually a leap, and especially during the absence of CP3, which tells me this. he His team is number one, and has been number one for over a month. And why is he not considered as an MVP candidate? Again, he's like the step redheaded stepchild being treated by the NBA. They have a star. They have someone closest to the game of Kobe. He could actually be the face of the NBA, but they continue to neglect him. I don't understand why. I think you're going too far with that statement, but keep going. <laughs> Calm down. I say he could be. He could be. He could be. He's he's a young man. His team, it looked like they're going back to the finals, the way they're playing. Yes, everybody's on the hype train of um, Memphis and then what they're doing well, and, and which I agree, they are doing their thing, but in reality, they're young. Young and not literally dumb, but young and don't know really what's going on. They're just playing off emotion. And people have to understand, the regular season is different from the playoff. Regular season, people coming from back-to-backs. The guys are hanging out and partying and playing a game. They, they, they take some games seriously, some they don't. But the playoff? The teams are ready, locked in. They're not running up and down. Half court defense, and that and that will show me one thing: Memphis can they handle that? So yes, Memphis is number two, but who continue to be number one? Phoenix. So to me, if I had to rejuggle the 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 the, the MVP race, Joel number one. Remember, and you know, guys, you know, fans, how I feel about the 76ers. 
but Joel is averaging 29 points and 11 rebounds with four assists, right? Jokers, everybody, Jokers love Jokers. He did great. He won one battle, 26 points, 13 rebounds, and seven assists. So if I had to rejuggle everything, it would be number one, Joel. Number two, Joker. Number three, Giannis. And number four, I will put John Morant down and I will put Devin Booker up. And yes, NBA, you have a golden child. So take the opportunity and 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 utilize him. So um I agree with Alan. I think I think Phil went a little too far. I, I don't think Devin Booker <laughs> could be the face. I don't think Devin Booker could be the face of the NBA. Um I said could be, could be. Yeah, I don't think it can be. I don't think it can be. Um and it it because being the face, that's a whole other conversation. I'm not going to go that radical. But I would say being the face of the NBA is more than just what you do on the court. It's mm-hmm. also, you know, how you're able to carry yourself and how you're able to sell the league. You know, um, I think Devin Booker's uh, greatest curse is that he was drafted in in to Phoenix. If he was drafted by the Knicks, um, right now he would have a lot more prestige around the league. Because he went to Phoenix, there's there's something about that. Um, I mean, he's a great, great player. I mean, no, nothing to take away from his game. Um, I don't know that he's top five in the MVP conversation. Well, no, he should be top five. Should be top five. Um, but, I mean, if you look at his statistics, I mean, having 26 points again, that's great. Um, but outside of that, he's not in the top 10 for anything else for statistic-wise. Statistic wise. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, um, and Joker all are top three in all all are top ten in a lot of different categories. Um, and then uh, looking at the PER rating, uh, Joker, I mean um, Devin Booker isn't even top thirty. So I think those things are are, are counted against in MVP, MVP conversation. And uh, it's kind of like you know and. Uh, so listeners, before you, you throw me out, listen to the entirety of my statement, I'm not making a comparison between Shaq and Kobe and Paul and um, CP3 and Devin Booker. But what I'm saying is Devin Booker is the leading scorer on that team, but is Devin Booker the leader and the person who carries that team? And I think the answer to that is no. And I think uh, he has to... Uh, let me give you an example. Um, yesterday, my son uh, was out eating with some youth at the church, my second son. And I, what I realized is for many of the people around, he is always seen in his brother's shadow, his older brother's shadow. And no matter what he does, people see him in light of his oldest brother. Um, and so I think... Um, I think that um, Devin Booker has to emerge beyond the shadow of of CP3 before he'll ever get serious consideration for MVP. Uh, so right now, uh, he's in his um, uh, Kyrie status where he's the Batman. He, excuse me, he's the Robin to LeBron's Batman, or the KD status where he's the he's the hottest player on the team, but he's not the face of the the, the Warriors team. Wait, when, excuse me? 
wait, Katie, wait, hold on. I got to make, sorry, my mind and processes. So did you say that Katie wasn't the face of the Warriors team? Thank you, Dion. I had the same uh, argument with him not, last night. Not. Unequivocally, no, he was not. Excuse me? Like, Thank you, Dion. How dare you compare KD to anyone in the league, first of all, and especially Devin. But come on, man. Don't even start on this Sunday morning, okay? KD is the face of the Nets. He's the face of, of the Thunder. He, is, he was never the face of the Warriors. <sighs> okay, then. And we had the same conversation. Like, last night. this is so odd. I'm going to agree with that. And I'm a Katie fan. Who was the face of the Warriors? Steph. 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 Steph, Steph. Steph couldn't the, even. The two time MVP, the unanimous MVP. Steph couldn't even win freaking finals MVP. That over has nothing. And that has the nothing only championship. No, get out of here. Same. Get out of here. That's not the same. That's. The, Deion, being I the said the same the team thing last night. Not, has nothing to do with finals. Listen, so it, we're not so saying that Katie was Steph, not the best player on that team. Why Steph always deferred to everything Katie? I mean, I don't know. If if I'm the face of a team, everything about that team runs through me. I'm sorry. No other player. No other I player agree. is better than me. No other player has deference over me. Like, no. Dion, I told him as soon as KD came off the plane, that became his team. Yeah, man. That's what like, I said. And I think so, uh -huh. that's what I was saying last night when we was at the thing with the kids. But everybody looked at me weird. But, you know, and example was given you see to Draymond me. Draymond Green talking to Steph Curry the way he talked to, to KD? Wait a minute. I just think Draymond is the emotional <laughs> leader of the team. Yeah. Yes, he we, would. We he does. Me. Yes, he would. Like, yes, he does. He talks Dray to the coach uh, like that. Draymond Green talks to everybody that way. Even, Draymond don't even care about decency, right? <laughs> and and the Warriors almost wanted to ask Draymond for getting into that stuff with KD. Like, man, listen, don't don't compare no Devin Booker to, to KD again. I never want to hear that again. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting to hear what Kelvin has to say. Draymond about Green okay. was. Was was Steph Curry's Charles Oakley, period. Uh, I, I, if Charles Oakley was soft and talked a lot, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Shout out to Oak. Shout out to Oak for real. But look, um, Devin Booker, yeah, he's uh, going back to Devin Booker. Sorry, y'all. Devin Booker. The problem with Devin Booker, Booker is is he born? He's boring. He's so boring to watch. And um, a lot of times when you talk about MVPs, there's something there that is appealing for me to want to watch. Devin Booker's going to hit open shots. He's going to do pull-up jump shots. But he's not, like, like, dunking on anybody. He's not talking to any big-time big trash. He's not getting into any scuffles. He's just boring. And then people can just look over him because, like Evan said, uh, which is true, uh, we can find reasons not to put him in an MVP conversation, even though he deserves to be in there. We can say, oh, man, he don't get enough rebounds. Oh, man, he don't get enough assists. Oh, man, he play on a loaded team. We won't say that if it's people that we like watching. If, if, you, if, you, if you replace John Morant's stats with Devin Booker and you put him on the Suns, we're going to put him definitely in the top. We're going to put him in conversation because he's dunking on people. He in game winners. It just looks more exciting. And sometimes we got to understand that that kind of sells and that kind of gets people attention, especially for the voters that, 
that we have today, these voters are not just like coaches and analysts of the game. They're like fans too. So I think that plays a, plays somewhat of a role. But Devin Booker is a very, very talented player. Never going to take nothing around away from D-Book. But he's boring. So I think that's the reason why he don't get the, the nod like he should. Yeah, I think Evans didn't finish his point. It, it, so did you, oh, you finish your point, sir? Yeah. Oh, I think. Okay, I told the truth. I let it sit where it was. No, listen, <laughs> y'all gonna stop disrespecting. Yo, all right. So listen to that conversation. I was trying to y'all 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 baited me to the rabbit hole, right? You baited me. We're going down this rabbit hole, y'all. Like we, we got to be truthful, right? That is Steph Curry's franchise. You can't come in one year and take over somebody's legacy and franchise. This dude's established so much. So if anything, he shared the role. He shared the stage with Kevin Durant but it never was overshadowed by Kevin Durant because he's already established. It's a little bit harder to do that. Even if he, even if he's not as good of a player, it's still everything about Golden State is Steph Curry. And never everything about Golden State was never Kevin Durant. So we can at least be fair about that argument. And then if you argument talent for talent, pound for pound, when it got tough in games, they would say, okay, the easiest mismatch, instead of running off of eight screens, is Kevin Durant. But at the same time, that offense was predicated on everybody looking at where Steph is at. So it's, it was easy for every individual to be effective in that offense because of the greatness of those three scorers, being Steph, Clay, and, and Kevin Durant. That's only my two cents. You know, y'all do y'all. Keep your change. I don't we want gotta to transition, y'all, because we can. We've been stuck on this topic for about. 15 I know, but okay, okay. I mean, that's. That's a fair point. The only part I would say I don't agree with was I felt like Steph was overshadowed by KD when he came. Like, even if we're not giving KD the franchise of the Warriors, he definitely was overshadowed by KD. Um, and I would feel a way, you know? But, okay, we'll talk about that. You know, playoffs is coming up, and, you know, KD is there, and KD's acting up already. Uh, so... We'll have plenty more chances. Talking about KD, let's talk about his uh, Robin, or I don't know if Kyrie thinks he's the Robin. Who knows? But um, Kyrie now will be available for home games. And my question, well, it's going to be a couple of questions I asked the guys. A, how does this impact this playoff run, right? That's like right on the horizon. Um. How should teams feel about it? Should they care? Shouldn't they care? And um, yeah, how do you guys feel about it? Because your team is also in the, will be in the playoffs. Um, should, should you guys even care about this? Where y'all at? So, I mean, one, Kyrie definitely, definitely thinks he's, um, <laughs> thinks he's the universe so right exactly <laughs> um i you know i i definitely think that is bad news for teams in the east um i definitely think um i definitely think teams as Southfield's comment i definitely think teams are um definitely don't want to play brooklyn first round especially not the contenders because i mean it's not saying they can't beat brooklyn but you want to face a team like Brooklyn later in the playoffs, not at the beginning of the playoffs. 
because if you beat a team like Brooklyn at the beginning of the playoffs, they're going to be tired by the time you face the next seed in the second round, even if you do beat Brooklyn. Um, I do think Brooklyn has some weaknesses, uh, one being their, their coach. Um, I mean, offensively, they have two of the greatest scorers um, on the planet. Um, and, you know, that's, that's going to be a hard team to beat. But the reality is they also are a defensive liability. But teams have to take advantage of that. Like, you know, Seth Curry, you have to, you have to make Seth Curry unplayable in that series. And what I mean by that is you have to get mismatches to set up that you're going straight on Steph Curry. I mean, Kevin Durant plays defense. He's not an elite defender, but he plays defense. Uh, Kyrie, you know, he played good defense against James Harden, but I don't think Kyrie can do that for a seven-game series, play defense that way. Um, he's going to wear himself out. Um, and here's it, it, the crazy thing, the crazy thing, right? Kyrie and KD have been on the Nets for three years. Now, KD sat that first year with injury. But how many games have they played together over the course of three seasons? And then you add a new piece like Ben Simmons, who seems to be ramping up. You know, how is all this going to mix and mold together? Um, So I think think that Brooklyn has the greatest ceiling in the playoffs, but also has a, a tremendous amount of risk just due to the lack of familiarity and their lack of qualifications with the coach. I'll say this. They have, I, I know KD and Kevin, they haven't played much games together in the last three. Well, you can't even count the first year, but the last two seasons. Um, but I will say when they do play and, and if they're both like semi looking like themselves, it's honestly a beautiful thing to watch. I think the biggest thing would be how does Ben come in right like is he slated to come back soon like what's his status I haven't been following what that looks like this is ramping up yeah, okay they, well he might not even he he might just be waiting for the playoffs honestly Ben as in 2022 season is irrelevant mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets don't even need him he's a he's a plus one if he comes now, as far as the NBA, will Kyrie make this answer the answer the first question? Will Kyrie make an impact? Of course, it's Uncle Drew. I mean, he's he's a, he's a flat out bucket. When you, when you see him, you see a bucket, and he's one of the most un, unguardable players that has ever played the game. Um, far as skill set wise, uh, does he make anybody better around him? That's the argument for Kyrie. That's the only, that's the knock on him. Is he making people around around him better? But he's very efficient. Now, Brooklyn, <laughs> let's can we talk about the Miami Heat just for a second? They losing four games in a row, y'all. They was number one seed, clear-cut favorite. Now they lost four games in a row, miraculously. <laughs> These brothers are not trying to see Brooklyn in the playoffs. Now, we got to start paying attention to the top three seeds, y'all, because I feel like everybody, if you're smart, you're ducking Brooklyn first round. I am a Philadelphia, everybody knows I'm a Philadelphia 76ers fan. As a fan, I don't want to see the Brooklyn Nets. Now, and as I'm a, if I'm a player, you would never hear that come out of my mouth. If I'm the coach, you'll never hear that come out of my mouth. But the reality is they don't want to see Brooklyn. 
Kyrie puts Brooklyn over the top. He puts them flat out over the top. Kyrie is a problem. Now, when you add pieces like like role pieces that you got shooters, um, like a Seth and Patty Mills, and then you have a big man that every time you run off of him for a screen, you're automatically open because he's like Andre the Giant. Like with Andromeda, it's tough, man. It is really tough for me to see somebody beat Brooklyn in seven healthy. It's really tough for me to see that. So Kyrie's impact is monumental in terms of they can win a championship if he plays. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Oh Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn Evan at? Where Brooklyn is going to get you in a minute. <laughs> uh, yo, let, let me tell you this. I'm so happy. Of, I'm so proud of my concubine. She has given me all joy to hear, finally, my hometown. Let me tell you, I used to work down the block where the Barclay Center reside at Brooklyn Hospital. I used to walk down to downtown Brooklyn. Dion knows. Dion, remember we used to go to the games and we played in a church league right by oh, Wingate yeah. High School? Yeah. So I am, and I'm happy that Kyrie is back. When Kyrie comes out to Atlantic Center, Atlantic Ave, when he come out the train, well, he ain't come out the train set. Yeah, you know what? He probably do, does take the train. Kyrie's about the earth, right? He comes out. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you, Mayor, you done messed up the whole NBA vibes. <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you signed that paper and made that announcement, oh, everybody in the East shed a tear, especially the first eight teams. Right. <laughs> oh, he's riding <laughs> Kelvin, he's riding his bike. That's true if he lived down the block. He's he probably does. Riding yeah. bike around New York. Riding bike around Brooklyn. It's not New York. It's Brooklyn. It's different. Brooklyn. He's riding I'm just talking Brooklyn. about I'm just talking about J. Cole, because J. Cole, he had that video of him riding a bike throughout the city. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay. No, no, he's in Brooklyn. Manhattan, we consider the city. Brooklyn is Brooklyn. You know, I, I got to keep that straight out there. So, right, right here, right now, the whole, whole NBA shook when they heard that, that news because they know what Kyrie could do. Kyrie would drop 60 on you. Kyrie, like he said, is a bucket. Kyrie is the piece. Kyrie is the reason why KD didn't choose my my wife the Knicks <laughs> and no now... I think there's a lot of reasons why KD didn't choose the Knicks I know I know we do, that's a different show I don't want to cry again and like I said the reason why this podcast started late the day Kyrie signed with the Knicks was the week that this podcast was supposed to start but neither here or there because it's not here neither it's not even here but Kyrie is an impact James Harden right now is crying. He is crying because his opportunity to get an NBA championship just disintegrated. Disintegrated, excuse me, disintegrated. All that work, all that boohoo and crying to leave. Now he wants him back. He wants the Nets back. <laughs> so all I'm going to say in a short tell, in a short sentence, where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I'm I'm upset because the Hornets play Brooklyn tonight, and that was they Kyrie. might win. You never know. Man, look, I went to the game on Wednesday. 
We ain't winning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Utah. I was we, there too. We beat Utah. We beat Utah Friday night, but not with that coach. But anyway, back to Kyrie. Um, I mean, we already know what Kyrie's going to do. I mean, people are surprised that he's dropping the numbers that he dropped. And I'm like, well, number one, he's a professional basketball player. He's always going to be ready. Like, we've seen Uncle Drew. You think he's just not a natural hooper? Kyrie's a natural hooper, so he's going to get buckets regardless. Number two, um, I forgot number two, but it's all good. But let's go ahead and talk about, like, Miami real quick because we were going to talk about that anyway, so we might as well talk about this. You know what? Is that <laughs> it comes to mind that with Miami was already losing these games and they was getting whooped. Although there there was a, a little hidden agenda. No, you good, Kelvin. There was a hidden agenda behind it anyway. Is it is that so are we talking about that fake scuffle between Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam because they don't want to phase Brooklyn in the first round? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> ultimately, I mean they've been getting whooped lately and they got whooped by them last night too. You know, so at the end of the day, we know what Kyrie is going to be able to do on the court. And with those two in rhythm, and then especially when you have the additions, like, I mean, LaMarcus hasn't really played much as of what I've seen recently, but he's still a bucket. Then you got Seth, and then you got players who are willing to put their bodies on the line. And when they're actually in sync, I mean, they're going to be a dangerous team, especially for the East. And I'm thinking with eight games, including the game tonight, to go, there's a chance, I mean, they're going to end up as that seventh seed. So even if they, and the Cavs are sitting in the sixth seed, so if they just so happen, or I'm sorry, the seventh seed, the Cavs are in the seventh seed, if Brooklyn, they go ahead and win the remaining of these games and then they have to play the Cavs and beat the Cavs, <laughs> they was going to end up playing them anyway. So, because they're sitting at the two right now. So, at the right. end of the day, like, they just trying to get that extra playoff check from, from what I'm seeing, because if that's the case, then, hey, man, Pat Riley, you're going to have to fix the culture over there, bro. Your culture's already great, but we see the vision. We see the vision. And what kills me, like, if, if I was the Heat, why wouldn't you say, because the chances, it's like you saw how Brooklyn, you know, have been playing since KD came back, right? The chances of them being the eight seed is lower than them being the seven seed. Like, I'm just trying to understand, like, what the strategy was here. Like, you can assume Brooklyn will be the seven seed. And look, if it all collapses, they might move up to six, but that's probably not happening. So your chances are stay at the top as number one and you probably won't play them anyway so to lose to drop to still meet Brooklyn to me that that makes that makes no sense to me it's the dumbest strategy I have ever seen so first of all I always thought that the Miami Heat were a fake number one seed let me, let me start with that I, I never believed Miami were a legitimate title contender 
Um, they play well, but at the end of the day, they really don't have a superstar. Jimmy Butler has definitely taken a step back. He's not, he's not bad, but he's not as good as he once was. He's a streaky shooter. Uh, they don't really, you know, have a championship team. They're just a great defensive team. They remind me of those old Memphis teams um, that were, you know, they had good players. They would grind you down, but they weren't going to, when they went up against the OKC, uh, talking about the old OKC with Russell Westbrook, James Harden, um, Kevin Durant, they weren't going to um, do anything. So um, I think the Nets, uh, I mean, I think Miami's definitely uh, not giving their, their all. I mean, let's look at who they lost to, right? They lost to teams without their best players. The Sixers, Tyrese Maxey decimated them. The Knicks beat them. The Warriors beat them without Steph, Clay. And so it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, man, you know, that's that's really shameful. And the thing, the funny thing is, Kelvin, do you remember Super Bowl year, Eagle Super Bowl run, and the Rams intentionally lost trying to uh, set it where they played the Philadelphia Eagles, and then they got slapped by the Falcons. <laughs> like you got to play, you know, what grown man wants to say, oh, uh, I don't want to play this team. So, I mean, like you guys said, they still have a chance to face Brooklyn. Uh, but the issue, the issue is, you know, there's only eight games left in the season. There's three games back of Cleveland. You know, Cleveland's a, a solid team. Um, I don't know if Cleveland's going to go on a slide. Number two, here's the thing, too. Um, who, who are the ninth and tenth seed right now out east? The Hornets and the Hawks. Hornets and the Hawks. I could easily see, way behind. I could easily see the Hawks upsetting the team like Toronto. You know what I'm saying? So there's still a chance that even if they go into the AC, there'll be the higher seed. Um, or or even the Hawks, not Toronto, the Hawks being a team like the Cavs, just just on, on you know Trey Young being all that nonsense, just get back in the playoffs, you know? So you got to play who you're going to play. Um, teams don't want to be Brooklyn, but I'm not one who believes Brooklyn is invincible. Uh, I think they're beatable, but I think it's not likely to beat them. But I think Brooklyn probably should be favored to come out the East. I think, right. I think we're not seeing the strategy there, too. I think everybody's trying to get to the third seed. Is third, that fourth is seed. That they're trying to get to the so fourth seed. Thursday. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think they're going to get. I don't think Brooklyn's going to slide up to the six seed. I think, no. they, just, I think they do seven to eight. So I think mm-hmm. everybody's trying to trying to pivot. You know, it ain't going to be the grown men like Evan talk about. It's the people that sign the text want to put that in the coach's ears a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, you guys, you know, can shut it down a little bit to get ready for the playoffs. Right. Rest of the veterans. That's that's the language they're going to use. They're going to tell you they're trying to just tank these games, like they told uh, my man in Miami, uh, Flores. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I don't think the heat is quite done. I think they're trying to drop a little lower to guarantee, you know, to guarantee that they don't see Brooklyn first. Miami could literally go down to the fourth seed, fourth seed. And I think that's what they're aiming for. Not even third, fourth, because that way they'll play Chicago. I think they can handle Chicago. Um, the smart move would be to go third. But literally, they're, they're, 
what separated them from the fourth spot is literally a half a game. And what's who's behind them? Boston, who's hot. Milwaukee, who's who's starting to get on fire. But um, Chicago's three and a half games behind Miami. So I could literally see the way <laughs> Miami's playing slide down to the fourth spot and play uh, and play the um and play Chicago. So man, I think they could actually lose to Chicago. No, but they. You think you're giving I, too much love to Chicago. I'm not gonna lie to you. You're giving too much love to Chicago. I'm Who not. Me? I'm not because Chicago. Because, Chicago has no. But I'm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the matchups though. I'm. It's not even. It's not even like. Oh, like I really do think. Like to me, Miami and Chicago aren't too different. Like no, I one, agree about that. I'm saying yeah. That's that's and that's that's what I'm. That's what I'm. And that's what I'm. That's, I mean, I'm not. I'm not about to be like, oh, like I don't think they're gonna come out the East. Nah. Do I think they'll be competitive? Yeah. I mean, I said it before. Like, you got a young squad who's never really been there before, and then you got one person that can close it out. You keep it close, you always got a chance. And that's how I look at Chicago. It's the same thing when they had Paul Pierce on the Wizards. It's it's the same type of roster construction that I'm seeing. Okay. That's that's Wizards. that's really that's really I mean no, but that's that's really I know it. That was his job. So I mean we we've almost seen this happen to the Clippers. Who oh yeah, it? when Doc yeah, Rivers when, if his he had when, to drop when, it. Man. Yeah, like like Doc yeah, Rivers the best to, coach, they huh, was, guys? They wasn't trying to play the Lakers <laughs> and then they went ahead and, and just tried to pull back a little bit and then we see how yeah. that turned out. But I can't remember yep. was that the, the bubble year? Bubble. I think it was the bubble year. Yep. Yeah. So bubble I'm just year. like, I'm just like, that was dominant. They almost lost and they and they ended up going seven games. That's why I'm like doing stuff like that can backfire. It definitely see. And this is what happened when Brooklyn, where Brooklyn at? See, Kyrie, this is your fault. You got everyone ducking, hiding, running from you. You know, this rem- this reminds me <laughs> of the story when I I was when I was in third grade and PS 152 in Brooklyn, where there's this bully who used to walk around and intimidate. And my boy, I wonder what he's up to. My boy, Peter, I think his name is Peter. No, John. He gave me a granola ball on the bus. He said, Phil, if what's his name bothers you, bothers me, would you protect me? And I said, yes. And then when that bully came, right, the bully was, was Miami. When that bully came, John gave me that snicker ball. I gave that bully a bloody nose. I I I took I handled business and I and, and and he never bothered John again. And I had a little cut, but I gave him the business. Everybody was like, yo, they were shocked because Kyrie, that was you. You came and the bully was in Miami trying to act big and bad, but when you was available, John gave you that granola bar. Mayor, what's for I forgot the Bay of New York gave you that granola bar. It said handle business. Boop, boop, boop. But Truth be told, only reason I was able to fight is because I had an older brother who used to beat my behind all the time. So that kind of prepared me for the streets. Proof so, for it didn't happen. <laughs> so, so, like I said, that story time with Phil. We going to take care of business. All right? We're not Gonzaga. We're going to take care of business. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, too, because I, 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 I think I think um, Miami is Villanova for me. So when, when I look at Miami scene, they're Villanova. They don't have like, they never had a top player in the tournament ever, you mm-hmm. know. But they always 
played tournament style basketball throughout the year, regular season mm-hmm. playoffs. That's the style because they got that type of culture. And the difference is they're coaching. And that's why I think Miami is. That's why I always give Miami a little bit more edge because their culture and their coach has embedded in them playoff style basketball from the beginning of the year, which I mean, everybody has a balanced scoring and they're going to play defense and they're always going to defend. And that's why I think it's something to this losing streak they're doing. I really do because um, there's no way that a team like that malfunctions this late in the season. I agree. I agree. Except but I don't like think they're the only up. ones, though. I, I think the Sixers might Doc might start doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the only team that I'm confident with is saying like I don't care about Brooklyn is Milwaukee. Yep, Milwaukee because they, they you know they they've been they, they like regardless this is who we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I feel like they the only ones out of the top three to be like, yo, I ain't scared of Brooklyn. Like, well, well, yeah, because Giannis is going to try to step on Kyrie's ankle again. <laughs> we never forgot that we never forgot that and yep. milwaukee will pay because of it y'all talking big y'all talking big I, all i'm gonna say is people were picking the clippers to come out and they lost up being up three one and it don't say about coach because excuse listen me listen, listen, listen again to listen to this oh listen steve nash it can't even touch the hem of dr garmin as a coach no, you're you're absolutely right. Who and, needs a coach? Go ahead, yeah, I'm look, sorry. You're absolutely right on that. I'm not even going to argue that. But do not, once again, you started to show disrespecting people. Don't talk about the Clippers in reference to Brooklyn. Like, it's not even the same. Thank you. Listen, like, the it's the day, not comparable. At the, at the end of the day, Brooklyn has two players. That have never. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Never what? Never what? They both have the championships. They've been in playoff. They've oh, been the first, to go-to yeah, person. Yeah. They, first, they, of all, first of all, what was Kyrie before LeBron came? A champion. <laughs> what was Kyrie before LeBron? Kyrie, he he did he did, but Kyrie, but look, what but was look at the situation. Could Kyrie, who Kyrie had to play with? What was Kyrie without KD? Kyrie without KD. Prior I, to the season, Kyrie a champion. Was well established. Yes, no, Kyrie no, was saying, a champion. What does Kyrie do? Score buckets. How does Kyrie carry his team? Does Kyrie carry teams, or does Kyrie? Kyrie, no, no, Kyrie is a cog, a, a high efficient cog that could help a team go over. He's a closer, right? You Remember what Tabari Harris supposed to be to ya for ya? Tabari uh, Harris and Randolph fails to do every day this season. Uh, Julius failed to do this season. He's a closer. That is Kyrie. Get you buckets. No, that's that's why we have James Harden. James Harden is a distributor. Wait, James a Harden distributor. is a closer. He can't even James close Harden the playoff. Choker. He's a choker. I'm. Wait, no, he's not rude. James Harden is a closer. No, he's not. He's not? No. No. He haven't closed. What game he has he closed in the in the playoff? We're talking about playoff. He has not shown up in the playoff. He had opportunity to against Golden State. When so you CP gonna, got hurt, you think the solution. Do you think the Sixers closer is Tobias Harris? That's what y'all paid the money for. Uh-huh. Y'all paid him the money. Then, then why do we get James Harden? Y'all be a fool not to, because um, James Harden wanted to be there to help uh, fill the role that. Um, what is James Harden's role on the Sixers? To pass the Honestly, ball and score. I don't even know what his role. What is his and role? to go to strip I, clubs? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. You bring I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about y'all. All I have to say is this: I'm not worried about y'all. I don't want to talk about y'all no more. I'm just worried about my nets. 
my Brooklyn. No, 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 no. You that's... are a Knicks fan, Phil. <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm crying about my Knicks. I'm crying yeah, about my Knicks. Sorry, I love true. my concubine. You know what? Concubine gives me who? Ishmael? Did so... people in the Bible really love their concubines? This is a real question. <laughs> or did they love right. what they can do for them? I don't love what he could do for me. So there we go. Those are always just one-sided relationships. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is the Nets. I know Evan and and Evan. I'll say you are giving props and you are acknowledging like they're a tough team, but you don't want to pull the trigger. But the Nets. Molly, yes, if, 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 if they're is, healthy, I don't think any team beats them. And that's where I disagree because I'm saying that you have had teams before in, in a low, and you guys, we have to announce this as well. The East is loaded. If you know, whoever comes out the East, it's going to be a, a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I will don't, be. I don't think they're, they're going to waltz through the playoffs. No, no, I don't think that either. I don't well, think we, that. I mean, I nobody, nobody wants through the playoffs. No. I, I, I definitely agree with that. But only person, well, we do have to admit when KD was on the Warriors, they kind of lost. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, yeah them, that, that's the them. only time in history we've no, seen in the them. past twenty years. And the old, uh, nah, well, yeah, them and the Lakers. Old, yeah, that yeah. Laker Kobe spot. Yeah, like, uh, kind of shout out. Yeah. they lost one game, and that goes. And then Chuck, more, and Michael one Jordan. One year, right? They did. Go ahead. Brooklyn offensively is a juggernaut. Uh, defense and, too. And defensively, they're not juggernaut. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they're we're good on the. I, I wouldn't we call improved. them a juggernaut. I, I put like this. I put like this. We improve. We did. KD yeah, and Kyrie this week had a, almost eighty points. I think it was like 37, 39, something like that. Mm. Right? And they got slapped by Memphis by twenty. Was that the game that uh, uh, Drummond and Seth didn't play? Morant didn't play. Yeah, I think I mean, Seth played. I don't know about Drummond, but what I'm yeah, yeah I, go ahead. My my point is that they are going to be a liability on defense. They're not going to have an answer for Tatum in the in the playoffs. And now Ben's playing. Tatum. We don't, know, we don't know. We don't know what Ben's going to be. We don't know what Ben's going to be. But you get. Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Boston is going to be a good series, period. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people thought it yes. was going to be a good series last year, too. And I it think that would be the only one. I think that right now, the way Boston is playing, I think that would be the team that can have a great series with them because they both, they both, they both on that type of level. I do agree yeah. with that. But let's just be honest. The better team is Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn is a better team because they got gamers. They got proven gamers on their team. And now they got holes that's plugged in uh, via Drummond and, and Seth Curry. And they already had an established team, a pretty good established team. Now they got vets that's just resting up just to play playoff minutes. So it's a whole different talk, talk when you talk about the playoffs. The only thing that I may agree with Evan with, and I'm not a Brooklyn fan, y'all know this. Come but on, I, I, I try to look at basketball objectively. The, the thing that might hurt Brooklyn is the on-the-game adjustments that Steve Kerr has not – Steve Nash has not proven to be yet. So yeah. their coaching may hurt them. 
But as far as if these guys is just coming to play, like that game, that game they played in Philly, like when everybody was lasered and focused and they beat us by like 70, like that's that that Brooklyn, nobody wants to play. And that Brooklyn is capable of doing that three or four games out of a series. And that's what everybody should be worried about. And I think they are seeing how Miami acting right now, like some nuts. Right, right. And 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 we'll see how it plays out. I think these last eight games is it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna be watching because I feel like it's gonna kind of set the tone for what we can expect to see um in the playoffs. But I know it's gonna be exciting in the East. That's for sure. Go Sixers, so. man. Like forget all that stuff. We still rocking with the Sixers over here, man. We win in this podcast. You, yeah, you see, it's not in the playoffs. We you see win. how quick he turned that objectivity off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Look, yeah now let's get back to my look, fan play. Get back Sixers. to fan duel. And and look, I'm actually rooting for y'all because Evan thinks y'all should win this year. So um go no nah, he didn't go on record there. to say that you know I, i've never that. said that we're not, going to never that. we're not gonna let you do that go sixers we will see that happens oh my gosh oh man until next time thank you for tuning in to another episode of a lady and some dudes please remember to follow us like share we are on facebook and instagram our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>